Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Optometric Insights Show. We're going to be talking with Dr. Melissa Barnett on genetic testing for keratoconus, presbyopic eye drops, and eye care advocacy on the OI Show. Hello, everyone. We're excited to have Dr. Melissa Barnett with us. Dr. Barnett and I have uh, known each other for quite a few years and have uh, have really kind of kept pace with each other and certain things that we're interested in and, and particularly with regards to specialty contact lenses and in the dry eye space. And really her focus has been around anterior segment disease. We're honored to have you. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Burnett. Oh, well, thank you so much. Always a pleasure to see you and to chat with you and Gosh, I, I, let's not talk about the number of years that we've known each other. I think that, that would be a good thing. So I practice yeah. at UC Davis in Northern California. I kind yeah. of have three practices within the practice. So right. one is where I do a lot of specialty contact lens and dry eye and specifically research on Sjogren's syndrome and dry eye and do a lot of work with Sjogren's syndrome. Mm -hmm. And that's a very disease-based practice. The other is a general disease-based practice. And then I'm on campus one day a week. Uh, at UC Davis with students and do a lot of normal cornea contact lenses there. So it's always interesting. It's never boring. It's never dull. Um, and it really keeps me busy, but lots of fun. Yeah, that's incredible. You know, one of the really cool things that I like about you is that uh, you're in the trenches, right? You're seeing these patients that we encounter uh, on an everyday basis. And I, I, I really appreciate that about you. But you have your fingers in so many things at this point. For people who don't know, uh, you published a book on scleral lenses, and uh, you were just tell tell us how that book has been doing. Um, we'll leave it in the show notes where people can get that book. Um, so tell us about that book, and you know what what has come of it in the last couple of years. Oh, that's great. So. Our book is titled Contemporary Scleral Lenses Theory and Application. It was co-written and edited by Lynette Johns and I with wonderful mm -hmm. authors from around the world. So it was a multi-year project and people are actually buying and reading the book, which is so amazing, <laughs> which is so great. Still people, yeah, and even on Instagram this week, I had someone who said, hey, look what I found. And I was like, this is fantastic. So the book is doing well. It's in hardback, it's in paperback and PDF versions. And our mm -hmm. Spanish translation is actually done. And we're just having to work with another publisher to get it out in Spanish. I also have a guide called the Clinical Guide for Scleral Lens Success, yeah. which can be downloaded. And that's in about five languages. And we're adding some additional languages for that too. So that lots is, of that is Scleral Lens fun. And and um, I'm assuming that we can leave notes and, and direct people to where they can, you know, get copies of this. Um, you know, your passion around contact lenses has, has been something that has driven you. And I know that both of us are big on advocacy and getting involved. Um, I know you've been on the AOA board. You're going to be going into the chair of the contact lens section and so forth. Talk to us a little bit about how you got interested and, and, and why you spend an incredible amount of time doing this. It is a huge time commitment 
And uh, tell us about your why that drives you. What what it is about that that you know leads you to want to be involved. So I think our profession is amazing, and there are so many different aspects that we have in our profession. So you don't have to be in clinical practice. You could do a variety of things. But since we are a legislative profession, I find that volunteering is really, really important. And it actually started at my local level. I was society president many, many years ago. And then, you know, just kind of grew and did different things. So past president of the Scleral Lens Society and upcoming chair of AOA CLCS. But I think giving back is really important. And at this point, I think it's wonderful to have the ability to lift others up and bring them in and really help our profession because it mm-hmm. is an incredible profession. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what are some things that you encourage people do to, to, for, to get involved? You know, if I'm a, a young practitioner, you know, how do I get involved and, in, and, in, you know, ha- be part of this? Sure. So find your passion, you know, whatever you're interested in, whether it's low vision or pediatrics or, dry eye or contact lenses and either find a society or volunteer with your local society. I love my local society. And you, I know you've been here and we have a great group. Don't you think? I think your group is great too. (laughs) I like your group too. Um, But I, I think volunteering locally is a really great place to start, but also looking into whatever you're passionate about and volunteering nationally and then internationally too. So mm-hmm. right now I'm working with the BCLA um, and growing that too. So there's so yeah. there's so many opportunities and I would recommend to someone who's interested in getting involved is kind of look at your day-to-day, week-to-week schedule, see how many hours you have and what specifically you're interested in and your skills and then bring that to the society. All, everyone that I've worked with, if someone comes and they're interested in volunteering, I find a place for them to help. Yeah, out. yeah. Certainly, uh, the local societies are an incredible place to start. We're always looking, you know, for for new people to get involved, new people to step up in leadership. And there's areas around legislation. There's areas around you know community support. You know, talking to our local legislators. You know, uh, from a political side. And then, you know, going through the chairs and, you know, working your way up to president, those are really, really helpful things. And they really help us understand the importance of legislation within optometry. It's really cool to see, you know, people that, that, that we were involved with as optometric insights in the schools now stepping their way up to becoming presidents of their societies and getting involved in the AOA. Um, I guess that goes back to how long we've been doing this and we weren't going to talk about that. Um, and one, because, one more thing, one yeah. more thing um, that's a little bit different, but as practicing and seeing patients, we always have the opportunity to advocate for our profession. So just right. explaining the importance of an eye examination while you're doing an eye examination, so true. talking about the more than 260 diseases that can be found in the eye. And a lot of mm-hmm. the fun stuff I've done over the years, a spokesperson for the COA is being on TV and radio and, and print talking about the benefits of an eye exam. And there's so many different aspects. So even if you're not volunteering in a national organization, that's okay. You can really start with your own patients. Yeah, absolutely. 
So as a clinician, you have, you know, really encountered and touched the lives of, of thousands of patients over the years, but you're also involved in things on a national and a global scale. Um, so you get to hear about products and ideas and concepts that are kind of coming to market. What are some of the things that you see that are exciting uh, in the next couple of years that hopefully we'll, we'll be incorporating into our exam chairs? Oh, this is so exciting. You know, there's so many products uh, coming out. I'll, I'll start with a few of them, but sure. Just, how long, how long do you want me to talk? <laughs> tell me about two or three. Yeah. Okay. So one thing that's really exciting are the presbyopia drops that are coming out um, right. and, to, yep. and that are going to help so many patients. And I've actually started talking to my patients about these drops now mm-hmm. and because thinking, well, maybe when they come back, they'll be on the market. None are FDA approved, but that is super exciting. So I see these presbyopia drops as being able to help us fit glasses and contact lenses and improve our multifocal contact lens success. So I think that that is going to be really fun. Another thing, super excited about genetic testing for. So before we, before we go to genetic testing, so this presbyopic thing that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I was thinking the other day and I think, you know, I, I count at least four companies that are in phase two or phase three with products uh, or about to launch. We have Allergan, we have Orasis, we have Occupire, we have Visus, 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 I think it is. Correct, correct. So four different companies, a couple different mechanisms of actions, but explain to us the concept behind these medications. Like, what is it that's helping presbyopia? So I always joke with my patients. I never like to call them, say that they're getting older. That's why I was sort of laughing there. But there are different mechanisms uh, depending on which drop. So there are meiotics. There are others that have mixed mechanisms. Mm -hmm. I I think it's important at this point to educate and and back to the importance of an eye exam, but to Mm -hmm. educate our patients that there are these pharmaceutical options that are coming so that they're not, so that our patients are well informed. So they're they're coming back to us, and we can prescribe them and really help them with their specific needs. Yeah. So of course, these drops are not going to make our patients twenty years younger. No. Um, they may be able to see their their face and their wrinkles a little bit more, but I think <laughs> functionally, it's really going to help our patients. And it's it's huge now. It, you know. It, yeah. People that people are interested, people are excited. I know my patients are really excited. Yeah. And one group of patients, I think that we're really excited to see as optometrists is the millions and millions of patients who never get an eye exam, who are going to potentially be interested in this. And it may drive them into the office because it's going to be a prescription product. Um, and rather than utilizing over the counter drop or over, over the counter glasses all the time, this might be something that would drive them in for an eye exam. And I think that's one of the coolest things about this. And then we'll be able to detect some diseases a little bit sooner and be able to walk them through the, through the exam. So I think you and I agree on that. Absolutely. You were about to tell us about another, another product and I interrupted you. Where where were you going there? Very, very excited about a genetic test for keratoconus that's coming out right now. Um, Mm -hmm. 
is to really diagnose patients earlier. So this can help so we can cross-link kids before they Mm. progress. And can you imagine in, you know, 20 years, if there are no patients that have corneal transplants because we're able to prevent progression to that point? I mean, it's absolutely fascinating. And Genetic testing can be done in kids. I've been talking to my patients quite a bit over the last year about this, and they are Mm -hmm. so excited. I'm excited because I like to screen all children of parents uh, who have keratoconus. I'm sure you do too. Mm -hmm. And now we'll have the ability. How do you do that? How do you screen them? So we we do have corneal tomography um, in our Uh practice. So at this point in time, and then looking for any corneal signs, of course, changes in astigmatism, an increase in astigmatism yeah. or asymmetry between the two eyes if you don't yeah. have any um, corneal imaging. But now we'll have, we will all have the ability to check our patients sooner than we ever could before yeah. for keratoconus. Yeah. So if you, if you, if, if we're not yet to genetic testing, you know, screening is a huge part about that. Tomography obviously is, you know, incredible pachymetry, if you're able to do kind of some global pachymetry across the cornea, like you would with, uh, with an OCT device, uh, doing topography and seeing if there's any kind of early changes and you're looking at those to see if they have it because their parent has it, or you may be concerned. And then obviously, as you pointed out, the easiest one is just checking the prescription. You know, if, 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 if a kid gets over a diopter of cylinder, we just need to start looking a lot closer just to, you know, make sure. And, you know, and one of my favorite things also is retinoscopy. We all have a retinoscopy. Yeah. And so retinoscopy and also keratometry, look at the Myers, see if there's any irregularity. So these are not Mm -hmm. fancy tools, but they're really helpful Mm -hmm. to pick up early keratoconus. Very true. You know, um, it, it was one of those things where detecting keratoconus early uh, was kind of this, you know, equivalent to a death sentence visually for children when you and I started again, way back when. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we start to, we had crosslinking come out and this has changed the horizon for our keratoconus patients substantially. Um, you know, there's a study that was done in the Netherlands, and I, I'm sure you're aware of this and, and others, which have dramatically reduced the, the amounts of, uh, you know, PKs that have been done. So some incredible data with regards to how cross-linking is changing the lives of patients. And if genetic testing comes out and we can detect those early cones and be able to keep them in glasses or standard contact lenses, never leading them in the direction of a transplant completely revolutionize our world. Absolutely. Very cool. Do we have time for one more thing that's really exciting? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. So a drug delivery contact lenses. So yes. the ability, and they recently approved in Japan, uh, contact mm-hmm. lenses for allergy. Uh, think of all the things that we could do to help our patients with glaucoma and dry eye and those who have allergy and who want to wear contact lenses. So many different sorts of mechanisms there, but the future of contact lenses is really exciting. Just that's one, one thing that's really yeah, exciting. Well, There's we've so been many. Talking about, we've been talking about drug delivery contact lenses, uh, you know, for, for many years, but you know, we've, we've never been, um, we've never been closer than we are right now. We've got, um, 
We've got some companies and some products that are coming available. Uh, there's there's a company that is you know looking at glaucoma delivery as well. You know, you talked about the products that are in Japan. Very very cool stuff that is on the horizon. So you have started a podcast that is you know going global. Tell us about your podcast and uh, uh, a couple episodes that are some of your favorite. I know you can't pick one or two, but right. some some that you would recommend people listen to. So our podcast is called Globalize, and we yeah. interview doctors from around the world. And it's really fascinating. That's part of what I love, and I'm sure you do too, traveling to different countries and meeting different people and seeing how they practice and also learning about their personal lives. So there mm-hmm. are there's so many good ones. Uh, one that comes to mind uh, with Dan Twelker, who's the president of Vosh international. And mm-hmm. he, I mean, he's just amazing talking about the things that he did and just kind of how he transitioned so quickly during this pandemic where people would be all over the world in these different countries, and then they have to pull them all back. Uh, David Pinero is amazing. If you're ever on PubMed, which I am often, and you just look at anything, he's published like every day, um, which is incredible, but he is such a kind and wonderful person. Um, and then the, the third one is Annalise Van Zyl, who's just from South Africa, who is just so incredibly amazing and, yeah. and wonderful. And she will be coming to the ICSC meetings of the scleral lens meeting, which I want to invite everyone to in July. Yeah. In July, right? In, in, in July. Fort, yeah. Yes. In Fort Lauderdale, July 23rd yeah. and 24th. Yes. Yeah. So it's really gonna be fun. incredible. Yeah. Well, Dr. Burnett, we have covered an incredible amount of stuff in this bite-sized little pieces. So thank you for joining us. And uh, if people want to know more about you, where should they find more information? I actually have a website. It's drmelissabarnett.com and everything's on there. So thank you there so much. Go. And thanks for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for this episode of the Optometric Insights Show. Make sure to like and subscribe uh, so that you can get notified of all the future awesome episodes that we have. Uh, please check the uh, the show notes and you'll find more information uh, and resources that Dr. Burnett has spoken with us about. Have a good rest of your day and we'll see you next time.